while laughing was at a minimum, the longing to hug them, to see them in person, to dispel the sadness in my heart was at a maximum. Hi there, I'm Rosie and welcome to my podcast, What Does Your Family Look Like? If you are a first-time listener, welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. I appreciate all of you. I wrote this little poem in May 2020, just several months into the pandemic. I had just FaceTimed with the Southern Grands. My grandson was crying as he was having a difficult time coping with the reality of COVID, the separation from friends and family, virtual school, the fear of catching it, just to name a few hardships. The conversation deeply affected me, and the only way to express my feelings was in the writing of a poem. These sentiments came from the deepest part of my missing these children, as we were accustomed to visiting them on a regular basis throughout the years. Our lives had suddenly been dictated by outside forces so out of our control, unlike anything we had experienced to date. Today's episode is an attempt to illustrate the effect it had on me and how I navigated this unchartered territory. I am not alone here. Families world over had to travel these same rough seas with unimaginable outcomes. I'd like to share the poem with you now. I know you're here with me today. I see you on my machine. It cheers me in the moment, but your face is just an image on my screen. And while it's the best we can do, I can't touch you or kiss your face. It breaks my heart in two. How much longer can we keep this pace? I feared you'd get used to this, that it would be a sign of things to come. But then you called me crying one early morn, and I could tell your feelings were not numb. I had just finished a good cry myself, missing people of earlier years. It shook me to my core to watch your face flowing with tears. I tried to console you the best I could with promises this time apart will soon end. We hung up when I heard a giggle, a sign that our hearts could be on the mend. And there are times in between of high spirits and vitality. I worship those sparks of vigor, the glimpse of what once was my reality. I'm learning not to judge the fear and loneliness inside. We are all feeling a sense of loss. I must trust the sadness will subside. And be replaced with faith and hope, with images of happiness and cheer. I'm so done with all the stress with thoughts of doom and fear. As March turns into April and April into May, the signs of growth and newness will be my compass to light the way. 
There are a few moments in our lives when we remember exactly where we were when we received shocking news. The Challenger disaster, President Kennedy's assassination, and the World Trade Center attacks. That's how I remember the beginning of the pandemic. Let me back up to the end of February and the very beginning of March 2020. We had just spent several days visiting the kids down south, celebrating their birthdays. The news was inundated with China, the Diamond Princess cruise ship, COVID-19 outbreak, quarantine, infections, and death. But nothing significant was happening here that we were aware of. We flew home on March 3rd 2020, without a care, without a mask, and didn't see them again until a little over a year later, on March 25, 2021. Not an unfamiliar story, right? It has touched us all in one way or another. Who knew when we would see them again? If someone had told me it was going to be at least a year later before travel was safe, I would have laughed in their face. While laughing was at a minimum, the longing to hug them, to see them in person, to dispel the sadness in our hearts was at a maximum. My persistence in finding creative ways to connect to these out-of-town grandchildren would take some out-of-the-box thinking. I soon found out that I needed remedial education in Roblox. That was the video game of choice. I loaded it on my phone, which was the first obstacle, and then the kids explained the various ways we could play together. They might as well have been talking to me in Greek. It was not my favorite thing to do, but it helped me stay connected, and that was the goal. The children soon discovered that I was a total failure in the video game arena, and I told them I would find other things to do over FaceTime. Don't lose faith. I took stock of the games we each had, figured out which ones we could adapt to FaceTime, and that's what we did together for a while, until that got old. Then I bought each of us a set of handbells. Oh my goodness, my husband really liked them. We were hysterical. The set of eight colorful handbells came with a songbook, which has color-coded music sheets with lyrics. Good for all ages. We all found them irresistible, music being so relatable. Well, over FaceTime, we picked a song, practiced it, and then had a concert. Good, clean fun. It was a super hit. Smiles and giggles abound. Other times with my granddaughter, we would make up stories together, wild, crazy, nonsensical tales. 
anything to keep the conversation going, to not end the call, to suspend the reality which surrounded us. These moments of joy with the kids via electronics were usually followed by them asking, When are we going to see you and Grampy? It tore at my heart and still does when I think about it. I had no good answer. Who did? Over and over I had to explain that it wasn't safe for us to come down, especially not for Grampy, who is older, vulnerable, and at a higher risk for a poor outcome if he contracted COVID. Of course, I explained it in terms they could understand. All of this was just too much for them to wrap their heads around. It worried me that they would feel abandoned by us or that we didn't care. I know we are not alone in this saga, as many of you have similar and more dramatic or tragic stories. Being away from loved ones during this pandemic was a part of the human family experience. Very few escaped it. It did, however, help to narrow our focus. Our more trivial concerns in life were not just replaced with higher concerns, but we became hyper-focused on family and health and, of course, jobs. The motherhood matter for me started to loosen its reins on my psyche. I was slowly shedding the pain I was carrying, and this would continue throughout the pandemic. Who would have thought that out of chaos and suffering, healing would begin to emerge? Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at WDYFLL, the podcast. Please join us next Wednesday for more in-depth discussions about what families look like.